man. Come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Fired. They are who we thought they were. Yeah, we are who they thought they were. We let them off the hook. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, bro. The Ravens are who we thought they were. Yes. Nice. Play to work sports. 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 What up, what up, what up? Hey world, welcome again to Late to Work Sports. I'm your host, Jonathan. We got Vince on the other line as well. Always, what's up, Vince? What's going on, people? How we doing today? Oh man, you know, hey, another day, another day, man. Hey, so we got some good stuff this week. Some 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 juicy articles to talk about here. So it should be a pretty good show, all in all, man. It's uh it's heavy football, of course, but we're gonna we're gonna sprinkle in a little uh, MLB on the end there, since uh, of course the uh, MLB playoffs are getting ready to kick off. So my team is in. I don't know. I don't know who your team is, but both my teams are in. Teams. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'll explain later why I have two oh, teams. My God. You, you can't. You just can't settle with one. All right. Anyways. Oh no no the the, the other one's just petty. Why I'm they're fans of them, but. You petty? Nah. Oh no, I'm petty. Oh, I know. Hey, so let's go ahead real quick and swap it up. Let's keep all the listeners on their toes a little bit there, Vince. This week we're going to roll into the recap of the NFL games here. Before I even start, man, I wanted to just say, up until last night, I think there was, I think they said nine uh, nine games were decided by a score or less. That is the most in NFL history in one week. Mm. Yeah, so we'll go ahead and roll right into this, man. Of course, let's let's start off with some good news here right at the top. And we had the Cleveland Browns rolling into hot Atlanta to take on them Dirty Birds, Atlanta Falcons there. And this was a great game, first off. There was only seven completed passes the whole game by the Falcons. It was a heavy, heavy rushing attack. They had everybody coming in, man, and just carrying the ball. Uh, it, it, it was a good game, uh, uh, definitely a nail brighter. Uh, two turnovers by the Browns, man, and some aggressive uh, fourth down calls. Yeah. All in all, the, the, the Browns showed up to play, but they just did not get it done. The Browns fall to Atlanta 2023. Well, also I forgot, I guess we should start with the Thursday night game, and that is the Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins, going to play the Cincinnati Bengals. This was a uh, this was one of the other primetime, I guess the third primetime game mm-hmm. that wasn't decided by one score. And uh, this was this was a really good game, man. I, I thought I enjoyed watching this. We had two monster receivers, Tyreek Hill, 160 yards, T. Higgins, two hundred and twenty or I mean uh, one hundred and twenty four. All in all, this wasn't a bad game. Bridgewater did have to step in for Tua going down with an injury, and we'll speak more on that later. But the Dolphins really just kind of shot themselves in the foot, man. Two turnovers, and that's what cost you the game. Dolphins fall and become the... uh, Well, they lose their undefeated streak there. 15-27 Bengals. Then we got the Saints going and, and... 
it was a home game for them. But the Vikings came and went with the Saints, and they went to London to play. So this was a great game, man. It was decided by three points. So back and forth, back and forth. Jameis Winston did not play. Andy Dalton actually ended up starting. And hey, Andy Dalton did not have a horrible game. I mean, he really did not, man. Justin Jefferson exploded 147 yards, 10 receptions. All in all, it, it was a very, very close game. Unfortunately, it came down to a little bit of a questionable call. And the Vikings ended up it ended up going in the Vikings' favor. This sounds familiar. Um, Saints getting screwed on a questionable call. Sounds familiar, but hey, it is what it is. Vikings win 28-25. The Washington Commanders go to play the Cowboys. I mean, there's really not much to say, man. Uh, Cooper Rush came in there. Hey, he's 4-0 as a Dallas Cowboys starter. The only quarterback in Dallas's history that started 4-0. He's getting it done. Nothing flashy. Not out there making it happen or, or making, you know, the, the highlight reel. But he is managing the ball. I don't know if this man has a turnover yet, which is huge. So, But uh, he did not have any turnovers this game. So, again, Dallas won 25-10. Next, we have the Seattle Seahawks going to Detroit, Michigan to take on the Lions. This game was a high-scoring game. If you loved, if you loved defense, if you loved just grinding it out and just, you know, getting stopped and punts and all that, this was not the game for you. This game was 100% offense. I don't even know if the defense left the locker room to play. It was just a slugfest back and forth. Geno Smith, 220 yards. Jared Goff, 378 yards. Four touchdowns for Goff, man. I mean, uh, Penny, 151 rushing yards. Jay Williams, 108 rushing yards. Hawkinson, 179 receiving yards. Metcalf, 149. It was all over the board, and it was actually the first time in NFL history that a game ended with a score of 48-45, to but the Seahawks barely edged it out. 48-45. They're rolling into the Tennessee Titans taking on the Colts. What's wrong with the Colts, man? What's wrong with everything? The Colts? They uh, everything, man. They got they got all the all the capabilities to do well. Derrick Henry broke a uh, uh, hundred rushing yards. Tannehill he barely broke a hundred passing yards. Um, hey, he got it done, but Malik's on him, so he better he better get it together. Uh, Matt Ryan, man, I don't know what to tell you. you. You threw 356 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, but y'all just cannot get it done. You just can't get it done, man. Jonathan Taylor's not helping him. I thought he would go in there and be able to help him. Jonathan Taylor's had one good week, and that was week one, and I know because he's on my fantasy football team, and he is not getting it done. <laughs> 42 rushing yards on 20 attempts. My man, that is barely over two yards of carry, no touchdowns. You're not getting it done, Jonathan Taylor. You're not getting it done. So the Colts end up falling to the Tennessee Titans with a score of 24 to 17. Like I said, Titans. The Chicago Bears go to play the New York Giants, the G-Men, Big Blue, whatever you want to call them, right? This game, man, it was embarrassing. Hey, Danny Dimes, he's out there killing it, right? Total of 71 <laughs> passing yards. 68 Big rushing money. yards for Danny Dimes. But they get it done, man. The The Bears fall 12-20 to 20 to the Giants. The Bears right now, or the Giants right now, 
got something going on. And I mean, I don't know how they got it clicking because they're not out there flashing it. They're not out there just just making it happen. But they got it done, man. So they're they're getting them done, and, and that's all that matters. Hey, a win's a win, and they're three and one. So next we got the Jacksonville Jaguars going to play your Philadelphia Eagles. And first off, this game started off looking very rough in the first quarter. The Jags jumped up to a 14 to nothing lead, and everybody was kind of panicking a little bit and looking, going, whoa, what is going on? And then they didn't score again to the fourth quarter. <laughs> going into half, the Eagles was up 20 to 14, and that was it, man. The Eagles did not look back. Jalen Hurts is out there crushing it. The Eagles offense now has four weeks in a row where they've had over 400 total yards of offense. They're finding ways to get it done. Trevor Lawrence didn't look bad, man. He he didn't look great, but he didn't look bad. He could have been better. ETN, you're not getting it done. Uh, 32 rushing yards. When you have a rushing attack as a team of 71 rushing yards and it was pouring down rain on you, this was was a nasty field that they were playing on. I mean, it was just, let's be honest with you, it was just nasty conditions. This yeah. was a going to be a ground and pound type game. The ball's hard to catch, it's hard to throw. You have to be able to run it. When you rush for 71 yards and your opponent rushes for 210, you are not going to beat them. Jacksonville Jaguars lose to the Philadelphia Eagles 21-29. The New York Jets go in to play the Pittsburgh Steelers and we had uh, uh, some quarterback swaparoos, controversy, you name it. On both teams, Zach Wilson stepped back in to uh, get the dub for his team, but he didn't look the best. He he has fifty percent completion, but he also had two turnovers or two interceptions thrown, two hundred fifty-two yards, one touchdown. Kenny Pickett stepped in for the Pittsburgh Steelers after Mitch Trubisky struggled, um, but hey, he was ten of thirteen, so that's nice. One hundred twenty yards. Looks good, Kenny. Except you had three interceptions and no touchdowns. That's not oh, going to get it done. It's not going to get it done, man. What else is not going to get it done is when you don't know how to rush at all. Neither team was really out there crushing it. And Kenny Pickett, uh, he had two rushing touchdowns, two sneaks. But overall, man, you're not getting it done. You're not getting it done. Kenny's out there trying to do everything. I think the kid has potential, um, but they have to figure out how to how to get it together and how to get it rolling. The New York Jets win that one 24-20. This was what everybody thought was going to be that big preview of possibly, you know, uh, the the AFC Championship. And if you wanted a nail-biter, if you wanted two teams to be slugging and beating the crap out of each other, you were not disappointed in this one. The Buffalo Bills went into Baltimore to take on the Ravens, and this was a very... Very close game. After I watched my Falcons win, I flipped over and watched this one, and it was it was a good game, man. Hey, there's some cracks in the armor of Lamar Jackson. They shown this week. Everybody's all about it, all about it. He's this, he's that. He had a rough week by uh, by his standards so far this year, and uh, look very inaccurate. Yeah, it, it was not a it was not the game for him. I mean, he he did complete. 69% of his touch of his of his throws but you only have 144 yards so you're really throwing short little passes when you need to be able to launch it you're not getting it done you were sacked twice you threw two picks 
you know, you only had one touchdown. When you rushed, yeah, you rushed 11 times for 73 yards, but you still had no touchdowns. So this was exactly what I thought was going to happen. The number one defense, in my opinion, in the league came in and shut down Lamar Jackson. So to me, everybody's screaming MVP, MVP, he's great. You now have the blueprint laid out by the Buffalo Bills to show you how to beat this team. So we will see how the weeks progress for them and who does it. But Buffalo wins this on a last-second field goal, 23-20. to The Los Angeles Chargers head to Houston to take on the Texans. And this game was not... Uh, not, not 100% like either way, you know, you, if you if you wanted to see a great slugfest, this probably wasn't going to be it. If you wanted to see defense, this probably wasn't going to be it. The Chargers were up 27-7 to in the second quarter. So the Texans did mount a little comeback. In the fourth quarter, they got it within three. But Justin Herbert again passes to Eckler, who was just... Falling out. That boy was on it this week. Um, and they win. I mean, Eckler has... He had two rushing touchdowns, man. He had uh, he had another uh, receiving touchdown. Six receptions. 50 yards almost on, on uh, uh, receptions. The Chargers seem to be getting it clicking. And the Texans are currently the only team in the NFL that has not won a game this season. Chargers win 34-24. Huh? You got a goose egg. <laughs> goose egg. Hey, they do got a tie, though. They do got a tie, though. We have the Arizona Cardinals going into Carolina to take on the Carolina Panthers. And Baker Mayfield, they're calling for your head, my man. It ain't looking good. They are calling for your head. You throw two interceptions. You throw for under 200 yards. You're underperforming. And uh, it's, it's showing. Three turnovers. Is not going to win you the game. You have to be able to do that. You have to be able to pass. You know, you have to be able to hold on the ball. You got to be able to pass for for more than two hundred yards most time. And if you can't pass for over two hundred yards, you at least got to be able to rush for more than forty. Fifty-one plays, two hundred and twenty yards of offense. That's not going to get it done, Carolina. And uh, Arizona rolls away with this one, twenty-six to sixteen. We got the New England Patriots going to play. The Green Bay Packers. And, uh, hey, Rodgers got it done, man. The uh, We've seen Zappy, Zeppy come in and play for the New England Patriots. 10 to 15, one touchdown, 99 yards. And, this, and he came in after, he was a third-string quarterback. He came in after uh, Brian Hoyer went down. This kid showed a little spunk to him. He was playing against Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau and still... Gave the team a, a chance to win, man. The kid looked actually pretty good. I was very impressed about what I seen, and uh, I think Mac Jones, you keep playing games, keep acting stupid, and keep being inconsistent, and that third string quarterback is coming for your job. I can almost guarantee that third string is now second string, and uh, the New England Patriots fall to the Green Bay Packers, twenty four to twenty seven. And now Bill Belichick and the New England, the New England Patriots in general, have only won once in Lambeau in their franchise career. Hmm. 
The Denver Broncos go to play the Las Vegas Raiders. What's well, a great name when you think about it, Las Vegas Raiders. It fits perfect with like uh, end of the world type stuff. Hey, the Raiders got it done, man. Uh, they got it done. They're not getting it done with the car, but but they got it done, man. Uh, Jacobs, who the Raiders did not choose to to resign or pick up his option, and he will be set to be a free agent this year. Rushed for 144 yards and two touchdowns. Russell Wilson, you did all right, man. Two touchdowns, 237, but you're not getting the help you need this week. This is the first week I can really say that you probably did not get the help you needed. Every other week, you're kind of stinking it up. But the Raiders figured it out. They had a player meeting the week, be- or the, the yeah, the week before this game, and whatever they said in that player meeting seemed to work because they got it done, man. They got it done. Raiders win thirty-two to twenty-three. Then we had what some people thought was going to be a great thing, right? The the whole goat thing again, you know, young goat, old goat, all that stupid crap, right? It wasn't. The score makes it look a lot closer than it was. It was not this close. The Kansas City Chiefs came in there and just put a spanking on the Buccaneers. I mean, they could do no wrong. At one point, Patrick Mahomes is spinning around in a circle and just shooting the football like it's a basketball to his receivers in the end zone. And all in all, man, I mean, it was this was all Chiefs. So, like I said, the score makes it look a lot closer than it was. The the total yards comparison was more the Chiefs. But it really, to me, it was just the Chiefs. The Chiefs toned it down more towards the end. They knew the game was out of reach, and they didn't have to push as near as hard and probably tried new stuff. The Chiefs win this one after going into Tampa Bay 41-31. to And then we roll into the Los Angeles Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions, taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Battle of uh, Battle of uh, South Cali, right? Should have a great game. It was not. L.A. could not score a touchdown. Not once did they score a touchdown all game. Cooper Cup, of course he balled out. 14 receptions, 122 yards. Debo Samuel, embarrassing the best cornerback in uh, in the NFL. Jalen Ramsey, oh, that's not my uh, that's not my call. That's somebody else made that call. But uh, embarrassed him, man. Debo Samuel, 115 yards on only six receptions and only one touchdown. I mean, the 49ers looked good. They looked good. They bounced back from a rough week last week. They forced two turnovers. They sacked, uh, they sacked Stafford seven times. That man was running for his life. And uh, the LA Rams fall to the 49ers by a score of 9-24. to And that, my friends, wraps up your week four NFL highlights. Vince, what you got for me? I know you got something in there. I know you were just literally biting your bottom lip to talk about something. No, no, what do you want to no, talk I'm about? I'm patiently first? waiting, baby. All what right. you, what you so want to talk got- about? I got I got four 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 things I want to talk about here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna start off with the Packers here. So those guys, they can't they can't play like that and expect to win again. Big team. That's like, they, they they got the job done, but even Aaron Rodgers said something about it, and he was just like, "We we can't play like this. We can't start off like this. No, every time you, you can't. can't do it." 
it, it it was and I watched that game, so it was it was actually kind of kind of nerve wracking for me. And being if if I'm Aaron Rodgers and I'm I'm a future Hall of Fame quarterback and I'm playing against a third string quarterback, I don't expect the game to be this close. No, and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Um, that's not a that's not a knock at the defense. He's not saying that. Well, he might be saying that. You know what? He is. He is. We're the thing a about team. it is, when you're playing a third-string quarterback, you expect your defense to go out there and stop that third-string quarterback. We sh- you should be eating. like You should be foaming at the mouth. Mm-hmm. Trying I to want get to play to a third-string. Yes. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. We'll just put it in this perspective, right? And then we'll roll right into the next one, the next team. Name one third-string quarterback on any other team. Yeah, I didn't think so. Hey, uh... <laughs> What about what about and, and we'll go ahead and just jump right into this topic. The Cowboys. Cooper Rush right now is four and And I know a lot of people are talking about he is coming for Dak Prescott's job. There's a quarterback controversy. A week ago, your boy Jerry Jones there, because he ain't my boy, your boy. He come out there and said, oh, yeah, open the conversation. You know, oh, yeah, I like competition, blah, blah, blah. Dude, shut up, first off. Secondly, we all know you are stupid enough to sit your however many hundred millions of dollars quarterback on the bench and play this dude making. I know what Cooper Rush is making, but if I had to guess, I would say he's probably making somewhere around a million, maybe less. Right? He's probably not making a lot. You're willing to put him in. This week he backtracked those comments a little bit. But let's go ahead and just just put this to bed. Cooper Rush at this point is not coming for Dak Prescott's job. If Dak Prescott can play next week, right, week five, if he can play, Dak Prescott will be the starting quarterback, period. Yes. Because he's not going to sit his multi-million dollar quarterback for this other guy. Because, believe, Dak Prescott's going to... You see him on the bench for that other dude? Do you think Dak's going to re-sign with you? And when you need this dude to get out there and beat the 4-0 Eagles, when you need this dude to get out there and beat the Buffalo Bills, when you need this dude to get out there and sling and compete with the Ravens, with the Chiefs, He's not going to do it. He barely throws yards. The 49ers, when you have a defense that's in your face, he's not going to be able to do it. The dude can barely throw over 200 yards. So, am I saying that he will not be the starting quarterback at the end of the year for the Dallas Cowboys? I am not saying that at all. What I am saying is this is Dak's job until he proves it isn't. Correct. Uh, and 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 by the way, um, um, Jonathan, Cooper Rush has not thrown an interception. I didn't think so, he man. Did, I knew he, last week. I didn't think I seen anything. Yeah, he did not throw an interception. And I'll I'll, I'll caveat this: if I'm an eagle, uh, like I'm I'm the, the 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 Eagles, the team, I want Cooper Rush when we play. I want Cooper. Rush. Yes, we we the, the Eagles are He's leading not- the the league right now in sacks. I'm assuming so after. After Winston was seeing ghosts. Yes, uh, yeah, Winston. Did, uh, did, and I, because only because I've not watched Cooper Rush play. Is he a mobile quarterback? I would assume not, right? 
I mean, I would assume he's more. He's more like a. He's a. He's a Peyton Manning, Matt Ryan mobile quarterback. Like I say, he's I'll a little run faster. I absolutely that. got to a little faster than them. Those guys, a little faster. Is, is he a Taysen, uh type Taysen Hill? No, 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 no. Hold on, now that's disrespectful. No, 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 no. Okay, so he ain't that fast. <laughs> he's not that fast. No, 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 no. He's a Patrick Mahomes fast. You know Patrick Mahomes not fast, right? He's not fast. Uh, but he's faster than Eli and uh, and Matt Ryan. He's slower than Mahomes. That. He's slower than Mahomes. Really? They're in, okay. they're, so, they're in the same. They're in the same boat. We'll put it that so way. So he 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 is not running unless he has to. He can make a little plays, but he's not Dak. Dak can move when Dak needs to move. Dak can move and juke. And he's not that guy. Got it. Yeah, he's, he's your uh, he's, he's your stereotypical stereotypical white guy throwing the ball. Got oh it. Oh my god. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yo, I can say that. I can say that. I'm that. I was that stereotypical white guy. Don't make me run around, please. <laughs> yeah, I, I can run, but I'm not very fast. Yeah. So <laughs> right, I mean, they're, they're crazy if they think they want to have Cooper Rush as their starting quarterback when Dak Prescott is sitting in the back. Let's be honest here. If I'm the Cowboys coach. If my quarterback can't grip the ball, sit down. Sit down. We pay you way too much. This is an investment, buddy. You're not ruining that. Sit down. The thing is, you would you expect you expect Cooper Rush to lose games, right? You expect that. Hey, if you would have said Dak Prescott's going to be out for this many games, Cooper Rush is going to start this many games. If I said, if I told you Cooper Rush is going to start three games for the Dallas Cowboys. And at the end, you're like, I just hope we're two and one. And you end up three and zero. Oh. And you're three and zero. Oh. I'm okay with saying, you know what, Dak, take a little longer, and get it together. Take a little longer, you know, because the thing is, once you rush him, dude, if you rush him and he gets hurt, that's it, man. Now you have to rely. You don't have that luxury of saying, take your time. You don't have it, man. Yep. And that is going to be what I, I ultimately I think screws you. Is you try to rush him back? Yep. Oh, and uh, also too, um, I, I had four games, but I'm just going to narrow this down to two here. So, mm-hmm. so I had the Packers, and I want to talk about the Ravens here. That, oh, thank God, that was my next one. That game is concerning to me. So for which team? For the Ravens, because okay. Lamar Jackson looks great against. Mediocre. Scrubs? Yes, I don't. I don't want to say scrubs because I don't think anybody in in, in the NFL. nobody in the NFL is scrubs. But if we, it's like uh, there's levels to like this. It, you, you, like the like the Italian stallion used to tell me here. It's relevant. It's relevant. Yes, it is. So, are they scrubs if they went and came out here and played against college teams or played against you know Mexico's football team or something like that? Nope. Are they scrub defenses when they're playing in the NFL? Yup. Yes. And that's not saying they they're, they have scrub players, every one of them. That's saying as a unit, you are a scrub defense. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and to debunk these Alabama fans that say that they can beat an NFL team, you can go ahead and end that. Okay? Everybody. No, but I'm going to tell you, no college team is beating. I'm going to tell you, you could have took the winless Detroit Lions, the winless Browns, and I'm telling you, you're not going to beat these players because you have these Alabama players, you have these Georgia players, you have all these players that come that are the top of their classes of their position. The guy that's just destroy, yeah, destroying college teams, and they come to the pros and they struggle. It's a different game. So, so 
Yeah, let's put that one to bed. I definitely think the Ravens. The Ravens are exactly what they're. 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 Uh, what was that? What was that guy back in the day? He said. He, it was. Uh, he ended up getting fired. They are who we thought the they were. Yeah, we are who they thought they were. We're not about the hook. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, bro. The Ravens are who we thought they were. Yes. That's it. Absolutely. That's it. I'm going to throw something out here because I was looking at this and I, I found mm-hmm. this very, very intriguing here. Lamar Jackson is not even top 20 in passing yards. I'm not surprised. He's not top. He's not. He's not even in top 20 in passing yards. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised at all. Joe Flacco has more passing yards than Lamar Jackson. Joe Flacco threw a lot of yards. Though, yes, he did. He did. I'll give him that. He, he threw. A, he threw a lot of yards. Now, mind you, he has more yards than Lamar Jackson, and mm-hmm. Joe Flacco's only played three games. Lamar. Whoa. Okay. That 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 took me a second to resonate. Like, okay, wait a minute. Yes. Wow. So he's not in the top twenty as a passer, mm-hmm. correct? Correct. Yeah, that's Lamar Jackson okay. is yep. in the top ten for rushing. Because he's a running back, You're gonna get paid quarterback money. Yep, in the top ten. Now, mind you, these stats look great because he averages eight point five yards a carry. Yes, because no one is set to normally. Even when you play Lamar Jackson, nobody is setting up to shut down a running back playing in that position. They have to expect your passing. Yep. So, Exactly. He's never gonna be a he's never gonna be a Michael Vick. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care. He's not a Michael Vick. Nobody fears Lamar Jackson's arm. No, I don't. I'm gonna tell you right now, Michael Vick wasn't always the most accurate. But Michael Vick, watch any especially watch his film in, in Philly, bro. That dude flicked the ball and launched it like it was nothing. Yep. Just so effortless. I mean it was like Dude, I wish I could just have a fraction of your arm strength, your athletic ability. He's never going to be that guy. He is very athletic. Do not get me wrong. He's probably top, at least top twenty-five most athletic people in the the NFL. My, but he's never going to be. He's never going to be that that guy. My arm hurts just yeah. thinking about how he throws the ball. Like it just flicks. You know. You know, a little. Uh, you know, because I'm a, I'm a I'm a a fan girl for for Michael Vick here. <laughs> um, let's just call it what it is. Um, I'm not like uh okay. I am maybe like uh like the Italian stallion is with Tebow, but uh, Michael Vick is actually right-handed and throws the ball left-handed. Only does a couple things in his life left-handed. There's very few things like there's only like three or four things, but he's right-handed and throws left-handed. Wild. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I knew you'd like that one. So I'm going to jump into one more game that I really want to talk about. And there's some other stuff we're going to sprinkle and bounce around to a couple of these games because we got a little bit of, you know, to do there. But I'm going to talk about the Bengals and the Dolphins. And we got two tapes, right? Two tail of the tapes on both sides right. that we're going to talk about. So before we talk about the elephant in the room, and that's obviously Tua and what's going on with the NFL and their debacle. Um, what did, uh, what did, uh, what's her name? Uh, entanglement. Yeah. Before we talk about the entanglement here, um, let's talk about the Bengals and their issues. So first off, I think Joe Burrows is a great quarterback. I really do. I like him. Uh, I like the kid. There's something about him, and I hate LSU, but 
I found myself rooting for LSU when that kid was there. And I don't know why. There's just something about him I like. I like the kid. Um, and then he came into the NFL, and he took him to the Super Bowl. And this year he's getting beat down, right? The offensive line is trash. They did have a little bit better game against the Dolphins, I think, from what I could tell. Um, he didn't like he was running around for his life as much. But his defense really is not there either. He doesn't have a very strong... Uh, oh, Eli. To me. Yeah, yeah. You knew where I was going. It's okay. We'll just jump right in. Yeah, go ahead. Eli Apple sucks. There's no other way to put it. This dude is garbage. And he's rated the number one corner on the Bengals, right? So I want to do a little digging. So just so everybody is aware, I got on a website that that breaks down. It has like a uh, algorithm. It puts all their stats in and stuff like that. It's credible. It spits out a number. So what you say? I said it's very credible. Yes. Yes. So I don't remember. I'd have to look this one up. Uh, actually, look, there he is at the top. Let's go ahead and open this one so I can compare. So I looked up Eli Apple, right? And uh, obviously we're comparing, some people are going to say apples to oranges. The same position, but one's older. Eli Apple to Darius Slay. The who disrespect. I think this year is the number one corner in the NFL. I think he's top five at least the last two or three years. Uh, at bare minimum. And if I sat and looked back longer than that, I'd probably say longer than that. He's better than Jalen Ramsey. I don't care what anybody says. The man knows how to tackle, at least. Yes, he's not Debo scared to tackle. Debo kicked off. No, Debo kicked him off like he was nothing. And then you wonder why you get mocked. So, But anyways, we're about to grill Eli Apple. So, Eli Apple, right? This, this thing puts stuff into percentages and ratings and stuff like that. And then it also shows who they covered, and how each game goes. So, Eli Apple, right, his cover rating, <laughs> and this is like, would be this would be like a QBR, right? His cover rating is negative 2.6, okay? That, just to put in perspective, Darius Slay, who was actually rated the third highest coverage rating, with a positive 45.8. Now, like I said, Darius Slay is rated the third, so you would say, well, what's Eli got to be rated? Eli is rated after week four, and it went up it went up for him a little bit. After week four, he is rated 61st. That means, for anybody out there that's not the, the, the math wizard here, there's 32 NFL teams. If you take their both sides, like their, their one and two starting corner, that's 64 corners before this week he was rated number 67 67 bro he wasn't even in the top literally 64 players two on each side you know what i mean Theoretically, it's, it's, it's horrible i i'm i'm looking bad. i'm looking at this player profile like you like you said yeah it is just disrespectful hey well uh, that's just, darius slate like i don't understand this okay. What's his uh what's his catch rate allowed? Darius Slays? No, no, Eli Apple. Catch rate. Let's see here. Catch, oh, you got he got it. a 64.3%. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, just to put it in perspective, Darius Slay is 28.6. And uh Darius Slay 
I'm huh? taking my chances if I'm a quarterback in Eli's guard. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Darius Slay has a uh, pass rating allowed of 56.1%, while Eli Apple has a 92.6. That's uh, that's pretty good. Um, I, I uh, just put when you play fantasy points, right? If you're if you're into the defensive fantasy leagues, Darius Slay fantasy points allowed per target. 0.95, not even a full point. That's 12th best. Eli Apple's allowing 1.53, 48th worst, or 48th best. I'm going to throw it on Eli Apple every time. I'm, I'm just going to. So then that brings up the conversation of, well, that's their number one guy. Who has he really had to be thrown? Like, who is he trying to stop? All this and that. Whatever, we're going to bring all those arguments, okay? Oh, boy. And they're great arguments. I'm going to go ahead and tell you they're great arguments. So let's see. Eli Apple, who have you had to cover through the weeks, through the first four weeks? And when we pull it up, it's, it's not. It's a, not it's looking good. For you. It's not looking good because it's not even the you number one to, receiver for those teams. George Pickens, Noah Brown, Corey Davis. Jalen Weddle, I'm going to tell you right now, besides week one and week four, I don't know who they are or what team they play for. See, now, I know who Noah Brown is. So, Noah Brown is actually the connection with Cooper Rush. They have, they've been playing in the practice squad together, so. So, I do know who he is after I watched, then I watched uh, Cooper Rush play like one or two drives uh, last week. Right. Or, or I watched him, I think they're on prime time. Anyways, I watched him play a couple, and that's when I really... That's when I heard them say Brown. I would have never told you it was Noah Brown. I just knew it was him. He has a connection. Now I will say he he's not allowing crazy yards. But listen, let's be honest. George Pickens, he's got Trubisky throwing to him. He's a rookie wide receiver. That poor soul. He only, he, he only allowed eight yards when covering that guy. Not bad. Noah Brown off the practice squad. You allowed sixty-seven yards by this dude. You're like seriously. He was only. He was only, he was targeted three times. You allowed all three catches. George Pickens uh, allowed or targeted three times, got two of them on you. Corey Davis targeted four times, got two of them on you for 23 yards. Jalen Weddle targeted four times, got two of them on you for 26 yards. You let Noah Brown come off the practice squad, catch every ball that was thrown to him against you. Uh, may, now to put it in may I? I'll, I'll give this one because I just pulled up Slate. For that one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, my gosh. DJ Shark. Mm-hmm. You got three receptions on nine targets. Correct. Yep. Two passes broke up. Yep. yep. And two pass breakups. Now, here, here here's, the, here's the great one right here. Justin Ooh, Jefferson. Here it is. One reception is. on seven targets, seven yards allowed, and five. Five pass breakups. Hey, just so you're aware, that one week alone – that for five pass breakups, it's five times the pass breakup that Eli Apple has in through four weeks. Yes. Continue. So now we got Terry McLaren, which I thought he was actually going to have a good season this year, but then I thought about it as Carson Wentz, Hall of Fame numbers. You know, mm-hmm. who would have knew? Yep. So you yep. you got two receptions allowed for eighteen yards, mm-hmm. no pass breakups. Now here's the here's the here's the big one here. I don't know who Tim, Tim Jones is. Um, what I can tell you, they know not to throw towards Darius. Lane. Yeah, but they definitely know not to throw to him. So you got why is that? Uh, nothing. Why do they? 
Yes, he has zero targets. Zero targets. Yes. So, for some of y'all, they go, come on, man. You can't be comparing Eli Apple to Darius Slay. I can agree. You cannot compare them. So, I wanted to make sure that we turned around and put it out there and talked about his teammates, right? So, I wanted to pull up... uh, um, Eli Apple's teammate. Oh, you, you're, I not, thought, you're not making this better on this man. <laughs> I thought it's only fair, right, that we bring up his teammates and talk about them. And uh, the so I'm going to talk about just the other cornerback, right? Because Trey Flowers is the third uh, third quarterback, but even Trey Flowers, Trey Flowers' cover rate is a twenty percent or a twenty positive twenty. So. But we're going to talk about this, the considered now. He's number two on the depth charts, if you look. And that would be uh, Azui. Uh, I think his first name is Chidobi. Uh, I could be wrong. I think you're right on that one. But his last name is Azui. Azui stats are good. I mean, they're competitive with Darius Slade, to be honest with yes, you. Yes, they are. Um, now, this is ranking-wise. It's not yardage-wise. Darius Slade is still shutting down receivers but if you look at Azui, Azui to me is covering bigger name targets Dante Johnson CD Lamb Elijah Moore Jalen Weddle now these dudes he is allowing things but he's being targeted a lot more too now they're they're throwing against him more than they're throwing against Eli Apple which is mind-blowing to me because he's allowing a much been targeted 30 times this, this this season already and the thing is, if you look at it, Jalen Weddle's the only one that, that caught even half of the of the targets thrown his way. He caught two of four. Elijah Moore, two of eight. CeeDee Lamb, four of eight, so he's got 50%. Dante Johnson, four of 12. So this dude, Jalen Weddle's the only one that's burning him, and I guarantee he burned him for one pass because he has 85 yards on two receptions. So it was probably one pass you burned him on. Good for you. You got him once. But... Azua's cover rating, bro, is a 35. A positive 35. That's sixth best. Remember now, Eli Apples was a negative 2.6. So, to me, why, why is Eli Apple? And here's why everybody's probably going to say, why are y'all bringing that hate towards Eli Apple, right? And, it's, and, and you are perfectly inclined to say that. Eli Apple and the cheetah, Mr. Tyreek Hill, got into it before the game. And Eli Apple was running that mouth. Running that mouth, man. And uh, talking, you know, this, talking that. And, of course, hey, Cheetah has earned it. He's going to talk a little smack. He's not gonna, just going to roll over that. He's earned it. You know what I mean? He hasn't been stopped. He's never been really embarrassed that I can think of. And uh, Cheetah came out there and just lit them up. Thank God he is on my fantasy uh, football team. But... He uh he ate them alive, dude. I mean, uh, ten receptions, one hundred and sixty yards. I mean, that's pretty good. And after the game, Eli Apple was like, instead of you know, Eli Apple obviously he had to eat those words out there, but instead of you know being humble and learning, bro, maybe I should shut my mouth. He said, "Well, all that matters is that we got the win. That's it." Yes. Yes, you are correct, Eli. But it also shows that you're a garbage 
corner who relies on your team to pull you out after you run your mouth. You're a crutch. You know, he rem- You're the crutch on the team. Yeah. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of Draymond Green. <laughs> Draymond and, and now, maybe not as bad. Don't get me started on Draymond. Or maybe, 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 maybe. Draymond Green, I think, is better at what he does than Eli Apple at what he does. But Draymond Green hides behind the fact that he has two of the best three-point shooters to ever step on the court. Yes. You hide behind that your team is systematically built to drain threes from ungodly distances that your team is built to score. You hide behind that. Let's be honest here. Run your mouth. If Draymond Green played for any other team that didn't have shooters, mm-hmm. he's not a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, me personally. I don't think he is he either. Plays, I don't. Like, but I mean, he plays for Orlando. You never hear about this dude. Yeah, he's he's so, he's just not. He's. I mean, he's a a a, a fake enforcer, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's how I feel about Draymond. I agree. I agree. So, well, before we get into the other side of this real quick, let's talk about the injuries that have happened in the NFL, and that'll kind of help us lead into this as well. So the three big ones that i really seen, and, and correct me if I miss anything now, the three big ones would have to be, and we'll put it in, in maybe not the most severe to the more severe, right? So the big ones to me are Cordell Patterson had a knee injury in his game this week. He is put on IRR. That's huge. That is, uh, he is crushing it. He's one of the best rushers right now in the NFL. If you look at statistic, yards, fantasy points, whatever you want to look at, he's doing well. So Fourth place. that's a huge hit. Yeah, that's a huge hit for the Atlanta Falcons, who has established Arthur Smith is phenomenal at it. He's behind. He was behind the Derrick Henry setup and everything. He knows how to build a rushing attack. And... That's that's a huge hit to them. That dude is a Swiss Army knife. He is an older, bigger, I'd say probably a little slower, Debo Samuel. So um, it's a huge hit, but he will be back. He will be back. We don't know how long, but he's supposed to be back. Uh, and then you have the season-ending injury, Ugh. which arguably could be the worst one. Look like we jinxed him. It, well, did we say he was going to get hurt? No, but we didn't know who he was. Like episode one or two, and we were like, "Who is this guy?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, I think man!" It was, uh, I, think it was, I think it was episode two. Yeah, I think it was episode two. My guy I was like, "Oh man!" Then we said that he might actually be the leading back this year, and then he was until then. Javante Williams out for the rest of the season with a torn ACL and LCL. So that's uh, that sucks, man. That that dude was out there. He was balling out, and that is a painful painful thing to have happened so he's out for the season man and then maybe it probably wouldn't have been the arguably the worst injury um severity wise like how long and stuff if it had not had everything surrounding it and that will lead us into tua the concussion protocol and all of the stuff surrounding that in the nfl right now so for any of y'all that had missed it Tua was playing uh, last week, um, Sunday night, I believe, right? Yeah, it was Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, it was night. Sunday night. 
Yeah, okay, yeah. He was hit. Um, okay, he was shoved. Let's put it that way. He was shoved. Hit the ground, and his head, now his head smacked the turf. Pow! Right? Tua gets up, and as he's walking, his legs just give out, man. And it was like, oh, like, I remember we was on, we was in Discord, right? We was all up in the, up in the lounge, watching the game together, and I remember we were all just talking and everything, like, what's the flag for? Oh, okay. And then you're like, oh! Because literally, his legs just give out, and he just falls to the ground. He looked like... Walking here looked like your stereotypical zombie movie where they're just all like legs buckled in and looking moving all weird He he looked like he was struggling man, and he got back up and He started trying to fall again as his teammates were helping him and they helped him off the field claimed that it was this his back. was This was yes. This was the beginning of the uh, or in the first half. This was a Sunday, through, right? Yep Yep, and he goes through concussion protocol and came back out the second half and played the game why? First off, let's go there. Why? That's a good question, right? So, we'll chalk it up that because they said, oh, it was, he was dealing with an ankle injury and a back injury. I'm going to tell you what, I've injured my back, I've injured my ankle, and I've injured my head. I have never had any kind of weakness in my legs or movements like he did, except for when I got concussion. Yes, sir. That is it. So, you say what you want, I'm not buying it. So then we roll into Thursday, and he gets leveled, and he hits the ground, man, and I, I don't want to sound disrespectful at all, but I'm trying to paint the picture in people's heads of what i seen, and all I could think of was he looked like... Um, there's oh man, and I, it escaped me, so I'm not even gonna try now. But there's a there's a disease that people have, and their hands curl up. Um, and I can't. Not my ALS, are you? So that was be that would be a good uh, a good reference. Yeah. So anybody that has seen somebody with ALS, um, the punter for the Saints, one of the punter, I believe, for the Saints, the one that um the one that ended up getting ALS, um. But anyways, it was that. It was that, man. His hands were all curled up. So he hit the ground, and his hands curled up, and his fingers was, I mean, they were. Almost like he was seizing, man. It, it, yes. It, it was bad. Yes. Yes. And I don't want to make light of it, but I remember people saying, look, he looks like he's throwing up gang signs. Yeah. I mean, his hands, his fingers were natural and unnatural positions, but locked. And his arms were just pulled up to his chest, hands curled in. I, bro, it was, when he hit. I remember watching it going, oh my, oh, I didn't know what to say, dude. It was, I've seen some gruesome injuries. That one scared me because I didn't know if he was dead. Yeah. Honestly, I did not know if this man was dead. And, uh. That was, that, that looked like stuff like a the second concussion. That's, that's what that looked called, like. Yeah, it's called, um, secondary impact syndrome. I think is what it was called. Uh, and there is a neurological doctor right now that is ripping the NFL. And the NFL, of course, you know, first off, let's go ahead. The NFL has a very black eye and a very dark history of concussions and trying to pretend like making world-renowned doctors look like they are pieces of crap. If y'all never watched it, there's a documentary on Netflix, and I believe it's called Concussion? Yep. I, I, I know you and I have talked about this before, uh, Vince. 
It's something like that, but it, it's, you want to talk about dark? It's dark. Um, and it casts lights on the NFL, Roger Goodell, and what they try to do to cover this stuff up. This, well, this is so infuriating. Yeah, because I've gotten I've gotten concussions playing sports before, so it's yeah, it's it's just infuriating for uh, for me because all right, so my wife works in the medical field, and we, me mm-hmm. me and Jonathan were talking about this um, on the phone. We 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 try to talk about our topics, you know, leading up to the week or whatever. So like me and him have an idea of what we're going to talk about. Y'all just don't. So I get off the phone with Jonathan, and my wife come you know gets to me and she says, "Babe, what?" You said this is the second concussion in four days? I said, yeah. And she's like, well, what did they do? Did he go to the hospital? I said, yeah, he went to the hospital. Um, was released the same day, Jonathan? Or was it the next day? When he got the secondary? Yes. He was released before the end of the game. Okay. All right. All right. So released the same day. This is where I had an issue because she told me this, and I didn't know this. If you have a concussion, you are not to get on a plane, I was just gonna say you do. Yeah, you do I, not. You that is a no no. That like you you. She's no. she. My wife told me she said that can that can cause permanent brain damage. Yes, a neurological issue if you do that. There's just so many things that I, I I'm, I'm I'm so upset with with the NFL that and they trying, flew him home. They flew yes. him home from Cincinnati to Miami. Yes, this wasn't like an hour plane ride or whatever. It it, it, was, it was several hours. But the NFL tries to hide this. They, they try to cover this up, throw it under the rug, and then they try to save face by firing somebody. No, you messed up the first time. So why? Well, here's where, here's where it really gets bad, bro. Here's where it gets even uglier. And, and I sent you this article. But anybody that was watching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get dismantled by the Chiefs, seeing Kim and Brake go through something, and you knew something was wrong. And all of a sudden, you see that he's ruled out. You're like, okay. Cameron Bray actually got a concussion in the middle of that game. And even after having a concussion, right, they sent him back in the game. So he was checked for a concussion and was allowed back in without being cleared of protocol. And eventually was ruled out for having a concussion. How do you allow your players... You th- Right now, this is a hot topic. And you're telling me, not even a week later, in the same week of football, you allow somebody who has a concussion... Hell, two, three, three days game. later! Like, what is wrong with you? What is... Go- like... This is an issue, man. The NFL has a problem, and they need to fix it. And to me, I don't really know because I feel like you got to go to the extreme now. I feel like you got to say, if you get a concussion, you're out of the game, period. You don't come back in that game at all. You don't clear concussion protocol. You are out of the game. But then we open the door for people to, Fake. hey, man, you hit that guy. You hit that quarterback real hard. You may get thrown out for targeting. and may get a fine. He's out of the game, and now we can win this game. Yes, I think you open the door for dirty plays to come in, and that's what I am. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that I that's know, the way to do way. it. Uh, I, I think you have to handle that from the staff. You, you like that that concussion protocol that that doctor, that high paid doctor, 
should be held responsible as if he's a GM. If he doesn't follow the protocol. And the staff should follow, follow suit as well. If the doctor says it looks like he has a concussion, he needs to come out. Take, take his helmet away from him. He assesses that. And you have these, these, these coaches that are like, well, we need him in the game or whatever. I don't care. He's done. And then the doctors, in, in return, if they get pressured to uh, bring that, that, that player back in the game, tell. I'm telling right now. I got Goodell on, on speed dial. What you want to do? That's what the I, problem is. I I don't trust Goodell to. I don't trust Goodell. I don't to do anything. I don't trust Troy Vincent. He's probably one of the biggest traders ever. Sadly, he was an eagle. I, I don't. I don't like Troy Vincent in, in in that whole ordeal that's going on there. I don't know if you know too much about Troy Vincent. Like he was like pro players at first, and then Roger Goodell was like, "Hey, I'm gonna give you X amount of dollars to come over here and, and you know." Um, be the face of uh, uh, the, the NFL as far as being a player and, you know, make it feel like the NFL is for the players. That's what Troy Vincent has done. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not down with that, man. Yeah, he, he can like kick that. rocks. Yeah. Um, this concussion protocol stuff, man, is, is, is it's a mess. Well, I don't want my they got to do playing. something, so. Huh? This is why I don't want my son playing. This is exactly. I don't why. let I don't let my son play because I know the abuse that I put my body through doing sports, doing certain sports. I knew what was more and more like what was better on my body and what wasn't, and I know how they treat them. And uh, yeah, it just ain't worth it, man. There, it just ain't worth it. I got I guarantee I got brain damage from concussions and stuff like that. That you know is going to show up when I get older and stuff like that. I don't want to put my child through it. Yeah, it's fun, but is it is it worth sacrificing? Is how many years you get to do it? Because even if you're a pro athlete, you do it for thirty years at the most, right? Mm-hmm. Normally, normally pro athletes don't play past thirty years with college, middle school, high school, and the pros, right? Thirty years collectively. You normally don't go past that. Um, is it worth sacrificing your body for however next many many years? When you really see that the real things in life that matter are your family, are you know your children, your spouse, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. outside of it. Yeah, you made all this money and you're famous, but do you remember it? Yeah, exactly. I- do you know? Do you know who you are? Do you have family members that want to be around you because you're alienated them because of the way you are? It's it's not worth it. It's not worth it, man. It's, it's- and and I don't fault anybody for putting their children in. No, all, not no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It- it's just. It's just not for me. It's, 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 I, I, yeah, I, I don't condemn anybody for it, but if my son tells me that I want to be a pro streamer or a golfer or wants to play basketball instead of football, I'm, I'm, I'm going to push him towards those. It's, it's, Safer. Yeah, it's 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 just safer. It's just safer. It's a whole lot safer. Call it call me whatever you want. Call me a pansy, call me whatever. I call it being um I call it being selfish. I, I, I want my child to be I want my child to be normal and not have any damage and be here as long as I am and just look how many pro athletes were burying before their parents nowadays. Yes. So Absolutely. I'm not trying to be one of those parents. No, not at all. Hey, so I don't know if you've seen this or not, but Aaron Rodgers 
is pretty upset with the idea of what the college football world is tossing around. And I have to say, I am upset with him. So I know, Vince, that uh, when I threw this article out to you, this topic to you, you said, what? So it's kind of a thing. And, and honestly, I didn't know about it until I seen this and read this article. So what the college football world is upset with right now is time hacks. They're not meeting time hacks, and they're upset with that, and they want to correct time hacks and get them online and blah, 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 whatever. So right now, the average college football game lasts three and a half hours, and it is obviously bleeding into other games, which is taking people away from those and sponsors, and you know, you know how this goes, man. So they suggested they make a change. So for anybody that doesn't know, the NFL, when you... So there's two ways to move the ball on offense, rushing and passing. When you pass the ball, if it's a completion in the NFL, you, the, and they don't get out of bounds, and they're tackling inbounds, the clock continues to tick. If they rush, and it's a rush, uh, uh, I'm sorry, if they pass the ball and they drop it, the clock stops. When they rush the ball and they run with it or take a, or get sacked as they're trying to throw, it is a sack is considered just like a running play in that position in that in that situation, and they keep the clock running, so clock keeps ticking. Now, if you go out of bounds, obviously the clock stops. Well, in college football, if you rush the ball and get a first down, the clock stops while the ball is getting reset. If I do not get a first down, the clock continues to tick. So I rush for two yards on first down, it's second and eight, clock continues to tick. If I throw the ball, same rules apply. Clock stops until the ball gets reset, and then they start it again, start the timer, right? Well, the pro world, in, or the college world, instead of saying, Vince, that they want to align with the NFL, they're saying, we are going to start treating passes Incomplete passes like a rush. Once the ball is reset, the clock will start again. I don't like this at all. I think you're messing with the fundamentals of football. Um, it's been, a, correct me if I'm wrong, it's been a long time since I played high school ball. but Or even been to a high school game. But high school clock rules run just like the NFL, I thought. I, I, I didn't think when you move the chains... That the clock paused, did it? Am I am I wrong? No, I don't think you're wrong. I think the only difference between college and, and um and NFL is the two minute, like under two minutes or whatever. So every first down in college, you know, uh, underneath the like within the two minute final two minutes, you the clock stops if you get a first down. Mm, okay. It doesn't matter if yeah, you're we'll inbounds see. or out of bounds. Like if you get a first down, the clock stops. Okay, so do you like the college rules saying now they're going to treat an incomplete pass as a run so, and the clock's going to continue to tick if the ball hits the ground? So I, I think about it bigger than just the game itself because when you told me that, I was like, so the NCAA is concerned about the timeliness of games being finished because it's basically hurting their money. But in the that's same what I, token, that's what I'm in the same token, you didn't want players 
to be compensated for their likeness. That's what I thought from that. I was like, okay, this is or, another money grab. Or you didn't, or you didn't take these players who are now getting compensated, and you didn't try to put something into place that allows them to be smarter with their money. Mm-hmm. Hey, you can't get an NIL deal until you sit through this many hours of classes about how to manage your money. You have to put a certain percentage of your money in this, and it can't be touched until you are either this age or until you can uh, get your degree with the college. You know, something. Yep. And, and, and because we didn't do that, we're going to work you like dogs now. Yes. So I don't like it, man. I don't like it as a fan of the sport. I don't like it as I don't think. I don't I don't like it. I don't like when you start messing. with. That's just one of the cog in the dang on wheel. It, it really is. I mean, like from a coach's standpoint, you know what I'm saying? Like that changes the way a it changes a, the whole dynamic of the game. Yeah, it changes the, the way the, the that a coach is going to call his offense. It's going to change the way that a defensive coordinator calls his defense. It's, it's just too much. All because you want more money. Yeah, because honestly, let's let's be honest with you. That's what everything boils down to. They don't care if an if a college football game lasts an hour and a half or four and a half hours if they make the same money. They don't care. But if they can find a way to make more money, that's what it's all about. Everything evolves around money. This is going to be so, crazy. I, I just had a wild I, thought here. I hope it don't happen. I, I had a wild thought here. Because I was thinking, I was like, you know what? They're the players that just don't play, right? You, you don't have to play. What if this were to happen? What if the NFL made affiliate leagues like the NBA? Like the G League? Oh, yeah. I don't think the NFL ever will, but I think you can look at like the, the you got the XFL, you got the the, the XSL coming up, the USFL, I think it was. Yeah, you, like you have those, right? So let's let's say, for instance, you have the the, the right personnel, coaches, staff, right, that can provide the type of mentorship and and training and and the financial financial stability and the financial awareness that players that go to the NFL need so they don't blow their money. Could you imagine a high school student going, like, I don't want to go to college. I'll just go to the USFL. They're doing everything over there for me. I I, I feel secure in that. And <laughs> what'd be crazy? But hey, well, we can guarantee you at least an associate's degree. Here's the thing. I have no problem with people not going to college before they get to the NFL, me personally. Yeah. Some people, college is just not it, right? It's the whole reason we got officers and enlisted in the military. So I'm perfectly fine with that man, me personally. But yeah, but well, let's. Uh, I think we've talked about about you know this all this a little bit. Let's get into some good stuff, right? Some some good stuff. So what is? Let's change it up this week, NFL, right? Mm-hmm. And for most of y'all that don't know, I do this junk on the fly to Vince. I don't tell him nothing. So most of the time, if you're hearing me say, let's change it up, he has no clue I'm doing it. I'm usually saying, like, oh, damn. That's usually what I'm saying in my head. Like, he <laughs> didn't even talk about this. Like, okay, all right. This, I'm, I love guys, it. Guys, I want y'all to know what's going on over here as I'm sitting at my computer desk because 
He's, as he's saying, let's change this up, I'm looking at my notes and going, what the hell? <laughs> I can't help it, bro. What, the, like, being, like, what are you doing? Imagine being married to me. <laughs> I know my wife. Poor like, Kelsey. Can you just, can you just stop? <laughs> yeah, baby, I hope you, if you listen to this podcast this week, I love you. This is what he does to me, man. Um, she will. She'll be like, mm, you love me, huh? I'll get a random text. Well, come on out with um, it, man. And I'll be like, what are you talking about? Uh... My games to watch, I, I really, so I was looking at this week, and there was no game that jumped out and was like, ooh, except one. And that would be my Falcons taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because right now, hey, I don't even remember who it was now because you don't matter. That's how irrelevant you are. But you said my Falcons would be the worst team in the NFL and only win two games. Just so you're aware. We're tied for first in our division. Oh, I thought you was and, talking about uh, me at, at that. I was like, I didn't say that. I thought that was disrespectful. No, no, no. We're, no, 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 no. We're tied for, for first in our division. And uh, if we win, we take sole ownership of it. So, appreciate that. But that would be my game to watch, man. I'm, I'm also looking forward to the Sunday night game, Bengals and Ravens. Because, like I said, I like old Joe Cool. Uh, I think he's got some great wide receivers. And uh, I'm going to get to see what that bagel defense can do to Lamar if they copy the blueprint from the Bills. But my big game is going to be Falcons and Buccaneers. So what say you? You you know what? You get on my nerves because that literally was my game to watch. However, I will say this as an Eagles fan. um, Our game this week scares me. I thought you were going to say the Eagles, man, because I looked at that one and I said, you know what, I like that one, but I bet he's going to say that one, so I'm going to roll. No, no, this game scares me. This game scares me. I feel like this is a trap game, but it, it, it really shouldn't. Discord, you know, we got the little toddler in, in, in Arizona that's running around the backfield back there. I used to like that dude, man, but the more and more I see of him recently, the, the less and less I like. I feel like he legitimately is a Johnny Manziel type attitude. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't like it, man. It's evident that he doesn't read his playbook the way that he runs around in the backfield like that. There's no way. If you're reading your playbook... Say what? They're grilling this dude recently. Yeah, (laughs) there's just no way that you're reading your playbook. If you're in the backfield after your second read, you're running around like somebody's parent is chasing... Like your parent's chasing you because you took the the, the TV remote. Like... it's chasing with that flip flop, that belt, that frying pan, something. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, we, we grew up. We grew up in the nineties. We understand. Yeah, and th- like so. This is why this game scares me. Is because Zach Ertz first game against his team, his, his former team, right? He's set. He's got extra momentum to to perform. Yes, he does. He does absolutely. We and then we have AJ Green, which I think he's hurt. But Marquise Hollywood's doing good this year. He's, Hollywood is doing pretty good, man. He's doing good this year. So I, 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 I it's going to be a game. Believe me, it's going to be the one in that time slot I watch. It scares me. It, it, it just it, the whole game scares me. Darius Slay had a four, forearm injury. They said it wasn't that serious, which is why we didn't really bring it up this much. But he has a forearm injury. Don't know if he's playing this week. He was wearing a brace at the end of the at the end of the game, but we'll see. That's that's my game to watch. Um, nobody messaged me during that game. Probably on pins and needles. And by the way, because I wanted to talk about this hmm. earlier, 
my cousin Reggie is a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. He is from Jacksonville, Florida. Is that the man you blasted on Facebook? No, that, no, 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 no. That was my homeboy, CJ. I'm a homeboy, CJ. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so my cousin calls me, and, and, and I'm, I just got back from the gym. So I haven't even watched the game yet. So he calls me. He's like, hey, man, it ain't looking good for your Eagles. What's going on? So it just ain't looking good. You ain't watching the game? I said, this got back from the gym. I got Sunday ticket. I could watch the game anytime. I, like, I can rewind it if I want to. So yeah, it's, I got YouTube TV and stuff like that now. Yeah, so it's no big deal for me, right? So I see the first quarter. Jalen Hurts throws a pick. I'm like, okay, it's the first quarter. Like, I, I know my Eagles. We don't really do well in the first quarter. We don't, like, it, it was a fluke that we did that. I think it was like game one. You know, it was a fluke. So, oh no, it was game two. I'm sorry, excuse me. But as as that happens, they score 14 points in the first quarter. Then the Eagles proceed to score 20 unanswered points in the second quarter. And then it was just a drag on from that moment on. And this was without Darius Slay. Mind you, Jacksonville Jaguars at the time had the number one to, uh, the, or the number two rushing defense. Am I Am I wrong with that? Right. They, they they tremendously dropped after that because the Eagles rushed for 250 yards. Yeah, it wasn't a good look for them. No, it wasn't a good look. So, you know, my team was saying that, or, or people were saying that my team was, hasn't been playing anybody. We, we just ran all over the number two Russian defense at the time. So I can't stand that. People are always so quick to do that, man. <laughs> it is. I remember when my Falcons were running over people back in, uh, back in like the 2000 and Probably like, probably like from 2010 on, they was, you know, just out there crushing it. And people were the same way. You know, everybody always has, they're always right there saying, we ain't playing nobody. It's like, okay, dude, I'm playing, I'm playing NFL teams. Yeah, exactly. So you can say they're nobody, but these are professionals. So whatever, dude. Yeah, exactly. So, well, uh, for college, what's your, what's your game to watch in college? I don't really have one this week. I mean. BYU is doing good. That's all that really matters to me. Oh, my God. So, I have two then. Okay. I have two. Um, we'll start with uh, this one first. And uh, this is Texas A&M taking on Alabama. Texas A&M is, seems to be Alabama's kryptonite. They get in there and always play them tough. Jimbo Fisher was actually the very first a former assistant of Nick Saban to actually beat him as a head coach. So <laughs> who's the number two? Kirby Smart. <laughs> um, but I, I hate Jimbo Fisher. Let's go ahead. He's, I think he's scum. Oh, you love him. That's another. That's you shut your mouth. <laughs> that's another. That's another topic. But I, I don't think Alabama. They're favored by twenty four and a half points. I don't think so. I don't think Texas A&M is a great team. I just think this team is going to struggle a little bit with them. Um, I still kind of have them winning, but I, I, I think I think that they struggle a little bit with them. So that's uh, that's one. My big one to watch, which I'll be tuning in immediately as this comes on, and that is Tennessee and LSU. Tennessee's four and zero. LSU's four and one. We talked last week about you know how many ranked teams Tennessee has to face on their schedule. So I think last week we talked there was. Five, I think it yes, was. Yes, yes. Well, well, now there's six because LSU is ranked, 
And uh, and then they turn around and play Alabama the next week, who's number one. Oh, gosh. <laughs> We're about to see if Tennessee is all that. And if not, I'm about to get some. My phone is about to get blown up by Lil Ray Ray there. So we'll see, man. But I, I honestly think that's going to be a good game. This is going to be the first kind of showing to see, like, Tennessee, what are you really made of? I get that you beat the Florida Gators. I got it, but LSU is starting to click. Alabama is the number one team in the country. This is your chance to show you've made it, or it's another chance for you to get spanked again by Alabama. So those are my college games to watch that I'm definitely going to be tuning into, me personally. So, well, let's change it, shift gears here a little bit. The MLB playoffs are set. Playoffs. Playoffs. They are set, my friend. And uh, I'm excited. So, the six teams that made it into the AL is uh, Houston, Yankees, and uh, Cleveland. They clinched their their, uh, divisions. And then the wild cards for the AL, Toronto, Seattle, Tampa Bay. So they all got in, and then when you flip to the NL, you got the uh, the LA Smoggers, I mean Dodgers, oh. the uh, the Atlanta Braves. Yuck. Uh, my wife likes them, so whatever. St. Louis, the Mets, my uh, Slam Diego Padres, and uh, Philadelphia. So they are locked into. Uh, they're locked in, man. So um, I haven't. 100% flipped on the bracket to see. I haven't looked in a while to see what the bracket was looking like to see who was going to play who. So I'm not quite sure who's lining up, per se, off the top of my head right now. But, first off, first off, let's go ahead and put this out there. Who is your teams? All right. So I have two teams. Oh, man. I feel like it's a long story. No, 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 no. Like, majority, like, I'm like first and foremost, I am a Yankees fan over any any other team. That's right. You and uh, you and Paisan. Yes, I'm. I'm a Yankees fan. I've always been a Yankees fan. Always been a Yankees fan. Um, I'm also a Philadelphia Phillies fan. Now, this is an interesting story here. So, when I grew up, I'm from I'm from Georgia, guys. So, when I was growing up, the Braves were the talk because they won 13 straight division um, titles. So, like, you know, that was, like, a big thing when I was growing up in high school. Like, oh, the Braves won 13 division titles. I was like, oh, how many, how many World Series do y'all have? One. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. Right? So, I kept hearing about the Braves, the Braves, the Braves, the Braves, the Braves. Right? I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be a Phillies fan. And I rode with that, and I still ride with it. All the way up until the Marine Corps when I, it almost got me in trouble because luckily enough, like I, like me being a fan of the Phillies, I knew who the the players were. But uh, for, for those that don't know, like when you, when you join the Marine Corps and you have tattoos, they have to take pictures of them. And then if they're like gang related, <laughs> you have to be questioned about them. So I have two nautical stars on my chest. So the commander for the recruiting station comes down. And sits me down at the desk and asks me, he was like, so uh, are you a Philadelphia Phillies fan? And I was like, yeah, I actually am. 
He was like, oh, well, you oh, you are. So uh, does that have any correlation with those stars on your chest? I said, no. And he goes, he says, uh, who's the first baseman for the Philadelphia Phillies? And I was like, Ryan Howard? He was like, well, who's the shortstop? Jimmy Rollins? Where are we going with this? So I was like, so like my, my recruiter tells me afterwards, he was like, well, if you weren't able to answer those questions, he would have assumed that you were in a gang. Oh, and I was that's like, it. Just, oh, okay. I was like, oh, crap, that's crazy. But I mean, no, I, I got these stars. They were like like my second and third tattoo. And I just like the stars. And my, um, my buddy Peanut worked at a tattoo shop. I mean, it's either that or he was called Whoopi, so I called him Peanut. Oh, my God. Keep going. <laughs> so, yes. So, I actually became a Phillies fan, um, and, and I, I absolutely do hate the Braves and their fans so much that I took my best friend to a Braves game against the Marlins because he's a Marlins fan, and I was so happy that they lost. If I had it my way, Jonathan, I I would for every Braves fan. I hope Careful. that they. My wife's a Braves fan. Well, Careful. well, it should be all right. I hope she burns. Oh, she gonna huh? She, hey, just so everybody aware, this is our thirteenth uh, and final episode. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> so, I hope every Braves fan burns their tongue on hot soup, and I also hope that they stub their pinky toe on their kid's Lego in the middle of the night when you came downstairs to get a glass of milk. You say the most off-the-wall stuff, man. I don't know if that one... That, I don't think that's country. It's just off-the-wall. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's move <laughs> forward. Who do you think... Go ahead and give me your way-too-early predictions for the World Series. I think it's going to be the Cheaters and the Dodgers. Okay, so the Houston Cheaters yes. and the L.A. Dodgers, yes. okay. Well, I am going to go opposite, and I told you about this a little bit before. I do think one of the AL leaders is going to make it. But I think the New York Yankees are going to get it done. They're going to get there. And I don't think any of the a, uh, the NL leaders are going to make it. I think we're going to see a wild card slide up in there. And I'm going to be biased a little bit, and I'm going to say my San Diego Padres are going to be in there playing your uh, your New York Yankees. Hmm. So, am I going to be right? Uh, probably not. But that's going to be my take. We'll see how that all plays out a little bit. Had we had Tatis, I would have been a lot more like, yelp. Without Tatis, I'm like, mm. I still think it's possible. I really that's do. Right. Y'all really traded him midseason, didn't y'all? No, no, Todd. No, no, no. We got Juan Soto midseason. Yes, that's what it was. Um, okay, yeah, that's how it came from Tatis, the Nationals, right? Yes, Tatis is suspended right now for PEDs. Oh lord. So, yeah, and he's saying it's medication. I don't look, man. I don't know. I'm gonna be honest with you. I find that hard to believe, but I'm not a, I'm not a pharmacist. I'm not a, a, any of that. Um, I know that these organizations, these 
pro athlete organizations, they don't care. When you pop for that, it is what it is. I've yet to see any kind of suspension turnover, even when people go to their grave saying that they never took anything. Just They never get turned over. So It's one of the things in the Marine Corps. You pop for something on a piss test, and you're like, no, 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 it was this, it was this. Sorry, bro. It was a, I swear it was a workout. It was a pre-workout. Yeah, season. right. Sorry, yeah, nobody's bro. Nobody's trying to hear that. Remember when they took off, uh, I think it was C4 or something like that? Oh, God. Back in. No, it was, no, no, no. Remember that? It was, no, it was, uh, 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 Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, they took, yeah, yeah, they took that stuff out of, uh, all the PXs because it's making people pop on piss tests. Yeah, oh, remember the, uh, what was it called? The, uh, the, the kind bars or whatever it was? Mm-hmm. They had, like, the hemp in it? <laughs> bro. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. I used to eat I, that, I but I was say, nervous. I want to <laughs> say that uh, I believe him, you know what I mean? But I don't know these people, you know? So, it's, I don't know, man. Had I had he been there, I, I honestly said this is our year to, to make a run. Um, the the Dodgers do, they do scare me a little bit. Um, they're a good team this year. They're getting it done, 110 wins. That's a, that's that's a monstrous season, but I just feel like somehow they slip up in the playoffs. Dude, I don't I, I don't sleep on Kershaw, man. I I, I like he. Ugh, that guy is 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 ridiculous. Him and, and Verlander. Betts, I'll tell you where you can go. Oh, just not on the air. Oh man, I don't like Mookie Betts, man. Well, tell me how you really feel. Oh, I can't on the air. We're trying to keep it uh, PG rated. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Oh man, so we'll see, man. I, I'm looking forward to it. And just so everybody knows, we will be talking a little bit about the MLB moving forward. So got to uh, got to talk about it. Why it's why it's popping. Why uh, you know why the playoffs are here, man? Because this is our big chance to kind of dig into it. So. Well, Vince, do you have a do you got a stat you want to give this week? I do not, but I was going to give uh the the not necessarily a surprise, but like you know what me and you talked about prior to getting on the the uh podcast tonight. Um I don't have any stats today. Uh, I was just going to give out the 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 news for us. That's all. Your wife's pregnant? No, sir. Huh. Because I, I told you I've had concussions. We talked about this. I don't remember. So let me go ahead and just give my fact then. Yes. So uh, this was a fact I posted about three days ago on my on our uh, Instagram here. And it, so this was this was before um, all uh, before week four games were played. And I guarantee if I did it now, it would be worse. But through the first three games of the season, Jalen Ramsey has allowed a passer rating of 111.7 when being targeted where receivers catching the ball over 50% of the time against him. Meanwhile, Darius Slay has allowed a passer rating of 51.6% while only allowing a catch percentage of 28.6 when targeted. Mm. And yet you say Jalen Ramsey is the best corner in the NFL. No, sir. And not you, per se, but the 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 experts. Yeah, good job, experts. I've been screaming Jalen Ramsey was overrated since he came into the league. 
it wasn't like this just happened. This dude has been overrated. You don't go from being the top dog to just getting exposed and demolished. He got exposed in the Super Bowl and everybody's seen it. But you've heard it, Vince. I've been saying it for years. That dude's overrated. I, I've never been high on him. Never been. No. I wish Golden Tate would have smacked him a couple more times. Pow! But, okay. Well, you know, well, yeah, whatever. All right, what's the news? What's the news, you guys? All right, so me and Jonathan were talking earlier, and uh, next week we will have our oh, first okay. female guest on the podcast. That's right. Uh, Miss Valerie, you will see her in the Discord, Valerie21, uh, to be exact. Y'all go in there and show us some love. Val 21. Oh, yes, right. Val 21. I'm sorry. I I talk to her all the time. Yeah, yeah. So um, She goes to concerts. Yes, she does. So me me and her spoke, uh, which, by the way, she was uh, our neighbor when I was stationed in Quantico, along with her husband, Catlin, and um, her kids. So, um, which I'm not going to put the kid's name out on, on the podcast. We're not doing that. So we will have her on. And we're going to talk a little baseball next week to go a little bit more in depth and along with every other topic and anything that's hot. But she will be our first female guest on the podcast. So I definitely want to throw that out there, give her a shout out. Uh, And uh, everybody make her feel welcome in the discord if you can. Yes, sir. So um, I don't really necessarily have a shout out. Um, I just want to say we did finish up our madden 2k giveaway and uh, i'm not gonna put his real name out there so i'm gonna put uh put uh what he goes by but um hey is he goes by 409k um he actually ended up winning cool thing about it he's very active in our uh discord very active in our social medias so it was it was kind of cool that he actually ended up getting it um there was, so everybody knows, there was about 125 entries. And uh, number 54 was selected, and he happened to be number 54. So um, congratulations, 409. Uh, he goes by uh, Mythical in uh, the Discord. So congratulations, man. Um, and so everybody knows we are continuing to do giveaways. There will be giveaways. They're going to be periodically, and they're going to be on different platforms. Um, right now we're running one where we're going to do a giveaway in our discord to get a free month of nitro which gives you like different perks in the discord and we're man the discord is always popping so if you like talking sports and you're like oh i don't know anything about discord hey that doesn't matter we can hook you up we can teach you there's some really cool stuff some really cool features um and so people. just get in there and check it out and people yeah and, and it's growing every day every day we're adding two three four five people so uh, it's really in the last month we have doubled in size, so that's really all I have. Um, just so everybody's aware, Vince and me are going to move recording days on the podcast to Tuesday, um, moving forward. Uh, but next week we're going to record on Monday for two reasons. I got Vince to go is, to uh, school. To of, <laughs> yeah, Vince is going to be out of town doing some stuff, and uh, the more important reason, uh, my my uh, second child is going to be three years old, so we will be having a fun pack night at Chuck E. Cheese. Yay, yeah, yay. Yeah. Um, so we will not be recording because if any of y'all know me, 
Y'all know my family comes first and that is my top priority in my life. So I will be spending the day with them, uh, especially after the rough day I had with my oldest, unfortunately breaking his arm today. So been a been a rough day today, Vince, but all in all, man, you know what? Hey, that's life. We truck on. He's a he's a trooper. He's out there watching some Dragon Ball right now. So Oh 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 oh, oh Life's oh, good. Oh, life's episode good. Joe on right, right now. He's in Dragon Ball Super. I don't know. He's been watching it now. We was on like episode hundred something, ninety, late nineties, low hundreds. Well, I don't know. So they don't, are they? Have they begun to turn in the power yet, or what? Oh yeah, turn in power has been going oh, okay, on, man. Okay. He just come. I walked down. He's like, Dad, Goku turned Super Saiyan gray, and I was like, Man, I've been waiting to see that. Dang. <laughs> so he's like, I can rewind it for you. I said, Nah, man, we'll catch up later. So just wait until you see Jiren, like, man. Just wait till you see Jiren. Which one's that? He's the bald dude with the, the red big eyes. Yeah, like yeah, I've been seeing him. They they were just fighting when I come in here to do the podcast. Okay, so. okay, yeah. But but yeah, so uh, everybody knows we, we watch a little bit of a uh, Vince more than me watches a little bit of anime. So I don't really dabble in it too much. I'm just a big nerd when it comes to uh, stuff I grew up with, like uh, Dragon Ball and Pokemon. <laughs> I don't care if you you laugh and crack jokes at me. I don't watch the Pokemon stuff, but. I'm gonna tell you what. Me and my son play some Pokemon cards and catch Pokemon together. So wait, so you didn't y'all can you didn't, say what you want, but you didn't watch Beetleborgs when you grew up. Oh my god, you know that you was a. Uh, I know we only a year or so apart, man, but that was a little bit. The time period didn't quite line up with me perfectly. So you were young when that joint was coming out. What about Zaboomafu? Is that a tribe in Africa? Because I ain't never heard of that. <laughs> In this podcast, I'm, I'm telling my age. <laughs> ah, oh, well, now that Vince is done speaking Swahili to me here, uh, we're going to go ahead and tie this bad boy up. So, hey, we appreciate it, everybody, for listening to the podcast again for another week. Um, continue to check out our social medias, all that stuff, man. Continue to support us. We, we love it. We appreciate it. And... Uh, if you're interested in coming on the show and talking sports, right, got to hit us up. To do that, you got to be in our social media, Discord, something. Check us out. Hey, it's just our name, Late to Work Sports, on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. And then when you go to our Twitter, it's Late, the number two, Work Sports. And um, then, of course, our Discord is the same way, Late to Work Sports. So, just like our name, Late to Work Sports. So, check us out. Let us know. We'll interview you. If everything goes good, hey, you could you could come check out the podcast and, and get on here. We're always looking for people to talk sports with. So, jump in. If uh, the hockey season is starting, Vince, I'm excited. So, I am a huge Tampa Bay Lightning fan. I've already picked out my game that I'm going to watch this year. When uh, Tampa comes to play the the Predators, so I'm super excited. Uh, I may even try to slide down to Tampa and watch a few games down there this year. So I'm uh, I'm super excited when it comes to hockey. So that's uh, that's my sport. Yeah, with uh, football, yeah, hockey. I, I don't. I haven't really caught up with hockey that much. It's not like mm, I'll put it to you this way: I haven't watched hockey since Mike Madonna. I'm gonna tell you when I got into hockey, man. I got into hockey at perfect time because I got into hockey about. I got into hockey the year before, so this is, would be my fourth, fifth year. I got into hockey five years ago, my first time watching it. 
and then we'll end this podcast because we're running over. Um, <laughs> I got into it then, and uh, my my uh, my buddy Boston Dave, he told me, hey, you got to check out a team. And I said, I don't know about hockey. I'm from Florida. And he's like, yo, check out Tampa Lightning, a young team. They're fast team, good, blah, blah. And I said, okay, I'll check it out. And I remember the very first game I watched, I could not follow the puck. And I was like, I don't know what I'm watching. <laughs> and uh, it was not good. I didn't really enjoy it, man. I didn't really enjoy it because I didn't know. Well, then we started playing NHL on Xbox. And so I started learning the rules and learning how to play a little bit. And I'm like, okay. Then I watched the next season. And the next season I watched, man, um, I caught a couple games during the regular season. And it was like, okay, this ain't bad. I, I, I kind of like this. And uh, then I started watching. I was actually watching a lot of the playoffs that year, not just our games. And I, and I really was like, I like this. Like, the more I'm watching this, the more I like this. And uh, they ended up winning the World Series. Or World Series, Jesus. They ended up winning the Stanley Cup. I was thinking about baseball. They ended up winning the Stanley Cup, man. And uh, so that was awesome. And then we rolled into the next year. And I'm watching them even more now because I'm super excited now. They win it again. And I'm like, oh. And then last year they went and they lost, right? And uh, I'll be honest with you, I wish they wouldn't even have made it because that's very painful to lose in the uh, championship game. Um, but you know what? They, they, they put all their, their heart and soul out, and uh, I'm excited to see what they can accomplish this year. Uh, and just get some hockey in, man. I just – I love it. I love it. It's just – just people just blow, just hitting. Me. I love sports where they hit each other. I love it. So I'm gonna be honest, man. But uh, this is why I got concussions because I play violent sports. But uh, well, Vince. Now that we're done talking about my health issues and uh, your pettiness, <laughs> I guess we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up, man. Yes, sir. So I appreciate you. Appreciate you coming on tonight. And. Uh, yeah, man, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get some more stuff popping moving forward. So, well, I don't got nothing. Vince ain't got nothing. No, sir. So, hey, we're done. We're out. We appreciate all you out there. And until next week, episode 14, we drop it. Stay tuned and later. Peace.